And you know why Dr. Pepper comes in cans and bottles? Why? His wife died. But that's just, you know, you know. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hi, this is Luke Solid from Ohio, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your tall, handsome, humble co-host from Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada, Matt Larson. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, the short, skinny, and Latino, Bruce Edmonds. How you doing, Bruce? Life is grand. Perfect. That's what I like to hear, buddy. We have some special guests on today. We've got the originators, the original OGs, the, I affectionately call them their show, Between Two Eric's. It is the Acme (laughs) Army podcast. We have Eric and Eric. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, buddy. We are doing good, Matt. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks. It's it's uh, it's nice to have a chance to come by and wreck your place because we owe you one. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well, so, I, I'm I'm uh, just just to start out though, I'm I'm just uh, I'm really really proud. Number one to uh, be friends with you, but Matt, you know, you were on our uh, you know one of our uh, our first fifty, I believe, and um, you know, I, I'm just proud of the fact that you guys jumped on the mic and started a podcast that has Packers has, you know, when you guys are talking about dad issues and everything else. It's like, uh, it's right up our alley. You know, we're, 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 we're not the 18 year olds. We're in the like, yeah. uh, and I, I love the angle and I love the conversations you guys got. You guys have uh, great chemistry. So thanks for having us. Thanks man. Much yeah, appreciated. I, I'd also like to say thanks for having us. And, and, and I really do love the approach that you guys use. It's uh, incorporating real life uh, into fantasy if we want to call that uh, our uh, our uh, belief in the green bay packers and and all things that are beyond us but it's it's nice to uh, it's nice to get uh, tips and stories and uh, it's it, it's cool there's there's nobody else doing it so i think it's I mean, pretty cool but who else is you know a, a closeted cornerbacks coach you know i mean he drops bombs on here sometimes you're like what the i thought he was just some dumb canuck up there watching the Packers. no <laughs> No, I am. I am. I am some dumb Canuck. Every time. Canuck. And, I, and I've learned how to tee him up on that stuff because you just ask him the questions like, where the fuck did that come from? But that's badass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, years of misspent youth. Years of misspent youth. I mean, if you, if, if you also want to know all the rules to nine ball and how to hustle people at nine ball, I was very good at that as well. Oh, yeah. 
I never I did any eight balls. I never did any eight balls when I was growing up. <laughs> I did. Well, you know, with the four of <laughs> a whole, whole bunch. It was like seven days. Seven days, and I only needed a consolidation loan afterwards. Good oh, Jesus man. Christ. <laughs> We could uh, we we could be approaching some sort of an all time high in misspent youth with the four of us on. Oh here. my goodness! Yeah. Well, if we added it. it, if we added the years, we're easily at 120 years of misspent youth, no problem. Oh, that's oh. without question. Yeah, easily, man. easily. I like how you said the highs because <laughs> I'm high. So uh, uh, we, the people that uh, uh, listen to the, the the six or seven people that actually listen to our podcast, they know that we kind of start out and we just kind of ramble a little bit and we do some dad talk and we keep it off the cuff. And then we're going to get into, uh, you know, what you guys thought about Monday night. And then, uh, of course, uh, what's going to happen on Sunday night when uh, the 49ers and the Packers face off. So um, I know that uh, everybody here has children, right? I know uh, uh, everybody here is a dad. Um what uh, uh, kids are going back to school? Are you guys wearing masks? What's going on? They are. My kids are uh, are both required to wear masks at school, but they are back, which is such an improvement from the last year when it was, you know, remote learning. Uh, I had kids that were checked out and playing Fortnite by eleven a.m. You know, yeah, and it was it was just not the way to learn, and you know, I'll take uh, every step I can get. I have spent a fair amount of time at school uh, in the last month. We also had remote learning and things last year. There is a mass suggestion. There is not a mass uh, mandate, so to speak, at schools and stuff. But uh, fortunately, the sporting events, uh, the girls are in volleyball uh, and uh, tennis and soccer. Uh, and that's there's one boy that's I've got a little, uh, little uh, phenom soccer player, little cousin of mine who's set the conference record for goals last year uh, as a Ooh. freshman with 20 he has 28 this year and the season's half over so fuck. Um, yeah he's uh, yeah. yeah he's he's, he's, he's going to be something but so those you know tennis is outside uh, soccer's outside and all three of those sports are not really heavily attended so i think um, uh, reasonably safe but uh yeah no i I'd, I'd be i'd be more comfortable in that type of an environment being masked up it's, it's interesting to see because Bruce and I chat all the time and, and like the different uh, uh, rules and Well, he talks a lot and I just listen. But yeah. <laughs> nobody like wants to hear him. <laughs> nobody wants to hear him. But, uh, 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 you know, the different rules and regulations, like uh, 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 you were saying, Eric, uh, it's not mandated. For masks up up here it's a it's a little bit different right so um uh, my daughter is uh, 14 she turns 15 in a couple of months my son is uh 10 he turns 11 uh, not this weekend but next weekend actually so he's in he's in grade six and it is uh masks and uh when you get in the door everybody's wearing masks everybody gets a little shot of the uh, hand sanitizer and it's socially distancing but he's been going even last year he's been going throughout right my daughter last year was going every other day. So one week she would yep. go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the next week, only Tuesday, Thursday. And it was masks. Now this year, because the majority of them have all been vaccinated, right? So now this year it's five days a week. Everything's regular. Uh, the only difference is, is the uh, sports. Um, they have, they have all the sports are running. They're up. And uh, my, my, my daughter was just trying out for uh, varsity volleyball the other day. But there, there'll be no attendance. 
they just cut that right out. They said, listen, we're not even going to argue with you're not vaccinated. He wants to do this, but forget it. Mm-hmm. These players, these kids, and when they're not playing on the court and they're sitting on the bench, they're supposed to put their masks on. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so I, I really appreciate the level of laws that we have here because there's a handful of numb nuts out there who are still convinced that this is just a hoax. And that this I, is- I don't, I don't want to be on some kind of show that's uh pushing the propaganda that uh, masks are uh, safe and everything else. I'd like to uh, have this part edited for sure. But um, I, I think what's the, the thing that I see around here, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The thing <laughs> I was I, about to say, <laughs> how do we, how do we but, make Eric leave? What's the yeah, button? <laughs> the, 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 the thing I see around here though, is we're such a populated area, right? Yeah. And if you're, so I like I, I'm vaccinated. My, my wife is vaccinated. My son got vaccinated. You know, my nine year old daughter. I, I'm still like I don't yeah. know if she needs to be vaccinated. Right? I have those almost things. five five to eleven years old is gonna Pfizer approve five to eleven years yeah. old in the next two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, but here's maybe as soon as today. But here's the yep. thing. So now that we're back in school, and you think that over the last year and a half, we have enough people to have taken the necessary precautions to because if you want your kids back in school right if you want them to you, you as parents in the community got to do something well just how it impacts guys on monday the bus was 20 minutes late the, i i loaded up the suburban with my daughter drove to the next bus stop loaded all the kids up you know and one mother was on the phone and 12 bus drivers had COVID. oh my god oh. 12 bus drivers that affected oh. you know it's just two miles from my house. Now, I mean, we're close enough, but I mean, the amount of people that didn't know what was happening because Monday morning you go into work and 12 of your 40 yeah. bus drivers serving the whole like place are, are out with COVID. It's like, geez, you know. And already COVID- uh, they're, they're understaffed. They're always looking for an extra bus driver too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, you around know- here, around here, we should have started with masks. That's what I would have done if I could call the shots. Uh, it's coming. There are three schools within 20 miles of here that are shut down due to COVID. Um, yeah. Just the idea of putting 800 people in a building without masks on and variants running wild, it just seems to me to be, I, I, I don't understand it. I yeah. don't. Yeah. As a parent, I don't understand how you advocate for that. Yeah. And here, here, you know, here, here, here is, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But to circle back on my bus driver and my trepidation for the kids, these bus drivers are all picking up kids that I think don't need to be vaccinated. So obviously, you know, I mean, there's a pretty good chance if you have 12 of them out of that many that are, it's the kids carrying it. So, I mean, the, 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 it's a pan, it's a Pandora's box. Anyway, you look at opening this and there seems like one solution one benefit we can focus on is that getting the kids back at school is so much better for socialization and mental health and everything else that's associated with more than anything more it's than not anything. just you know ripping flashcards in front of your kids you know i mean you can do all that kind of teaching there but that socialization is something that you cannot replace you know and understanding where you fit and understanding how your actions affect your friend group all that stuff i think is you know paramount yeah, I mean, to put a bow on this thing, really what it is, is you wear a mask for others. It's empathy and thinking of others, not yourself. You know, I mean, you are doing it for yourself, but really the mask is to protect others. And ultimately, that's what people need to understand. You know, like that uh, like that comedian said, these people were out there yelling all lives matters, but they won't wear a mask because apparently all lives don't matter, right? 
the uh, uh, thankfully our uh, our province we have like uh, oh it's like 1.2 million people. We're sitting somewhere around uh, 85 percent. Uh, with their first shots and 75 or 76 percent fully vaccinated so our COVID cases are going way down way down we're still not where we'd like to be people are still getting it we're getting you know 10 here or eight there but the numbers that came out from the last month of hanging around these vaccination numbers I think really kind of attest to what everybody else needs to know and that's we had uh, uh, there was 38 people in the hospital with COVID here in Manitoba. 20 of them were in the ICU. That means they were intubated. They were on death's door. All 20 of those were unvaccinated. Nine and nine was the split between first shot and second shot that were in the hospital. But like we were explained, these people were getting IVs. They were going to be released in a couple of, they're just being there watched because these people were already autoimmune compromised and then they got COVID. So they need to keep an eye on them. Mm -hmm. And I know one of my neighbors, well, three of my neighbors are nurses. One of my neighbors is over at uh, our major hospital in the city. And uh, she says, you know, she's got people that are, are, are screaming at her, give me the vaccine. And she's like, that's not how it works. And then, you know, she's got, she, she's got uh, 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 people standing outside. We had a protest outside of the hospital for anti-masks because you know, there's got there's always a couple of dozen nuts that have got nothing freaking better to do on a Thursday afternoon than go harass the wrong people. And they're standing outside the hospital and they're harassing people and they're yelling at people. And how come you're wearing a mask? And you know, this this poor guy is standing in front of the TV cameras going, "So I have cancer and I'm here to get my uh, treatment." And like even without COVID, I have to wear a mask because I'm extremely compromised. He's like, if I could just go inside and get my treatment, but he's be, oh no, it's our right, it's our choice, and you know what? It is your choice, and freedom of choice isn't freedom of consequence. If you don't like the consequences, make different choices. Yeah, I don't want to see somebody die or get sick because of something I inadvertently did, or because I read something on Facebook that I thought was correct. You know, you need. You need to be careful up there because there may be a whole new set of rules coming your way. Well, because we're out, we're out of Iraq, we're out of Afghanistan, we're looking for an easy target. Everybody now remember, remember, <laughs> yeah. the, the prices time, are really high right now. We might go over there and do a clean sweep. The last maybe. time, the last yeah. time that happened, it changed it from the president's house to the White House because we burnt that sucker down. <laughs> <laughs> And this Good is the answer. best part. You know what the best part? This is completely Canadian. If anybody is a bit of a history buff, so the the the, the Americans. Okay, I mean it was all different sides of. of Why did uh, you do air quotes British, when you said right? American? Well, because, <laughs> what is that? What because because it was the British. It was the British, and and we were the British, right? Like it was two different sides, right? Fighting against. I mean, we all wanted the same thing. Anyway. The Americans decide they're going to go up to Canada and they're going to sneak attack. And the Canadians go down to the president's house, which is now called the White House. The fun fact, the reason why it's painted white is because it's the only color that will cover up the ash, the burnt timbers and stuff. OK, so the Canadians go down there. The, the president of the United States at the time or, or the leader was going to have this huge victory party. We go down there. We eat the entire thing, burn his house down, walk away. <laughs> Last time the Americans ever came up, man. Last time. 
I would like you to uh, post that uh, link in your show notes of the podcast. Oh, right, so, right. That way, <laughs> that way, I can have every internet expert explain to me why I'm wrong. Yeah, got it. Yeah, sounds sounds great, Eric. Uh, when you say right. wrong, do you mean wrong or do you mean wrong? Wrong. I mean wrong. <laughs> I mean wrong. Quotation like, like, marks. Like your hundred, like your hundred dick. Uh, <laughs> all right hey bruce i want to I, I didn't hear about what your kids are going through though you're in a completely different climate i i'd like to hear what's happening down there that that's interesting to me el paso is no yeah it, not much no, there's no covid in el paso no. move on we've got, <laughs> no we've got haitians we've got a lot of refugee haitians trying to trying to come across the border right now just with what's going on but with covid um People are pretty good here. We're actually the only city in all of Texas that is above 75% vaccination. So a lot of it has to do with the economy. I mean, you have 250,000 people cross the border on a daily basis working because, you know, we we share the border with Mexico, obviously. Mm -hmm. So the economy is completely driven by both sides. And people are trying really hard because the border is closed. You can't have people come over unless it's for medical reasons or if you work in the United States. Mm -hmm. So people are really the not necessarily the tourism, but the the commercial side of everything, the buying, you know, Christmas is coming up and usually have a lot of people coming in the U.S. to buy stuff. They're really pushing that. So people have been very good at, at getting vaccinations. The schools are, it's every single bi- business that I go into, it's masks are required indoors. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just until we know that the that the cases are down. But at one point during the, the pandemic, last last June, El Paso was the epicenter in the entire world of the most amount of cases in the entire world mm-hmm. per capita. So there's a different fear here. We've, I mean, we've lost close to 30,000 people here because Jeez. of COVID. So there's a lot of, I mean, wow. th- there's a lot of angst here and people are being very careful. So there's no, should you have a couple people that you argue with, you know, I, I did have, I was going to Lowe's and I was buying some some construction materials and some guy didn't have a mask on in front of me. This is during the, the major pandemic part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing in the line and the guy walks in from outside without a mask on, starts talking to the cashier. And I was like, first off, the line's over there, fucker. And number two, where's your mask? And the guy looks and he's like, fuck you. What are you talking about? He starts giving me shit. I don't have to wear a mask. And I was like, if you don't fucking put on a mask, you either get the fuck out or I'm going to kick your ass. And I was pretty pissed. <laughs> And nobody would help me, you know, but it was more because he was harassing the girl about it, yeah. right? Like the cashier and it pissed me off. So yeah. I paid for my stuff and he was standing outside waiting for me. And I was like, are you sure you want to do this, man? Mm-hmm. And he starts yelling at me. I was like, no, no, no yelling. Let's go. You know, it's one of those things where if you want to fucking fight, you're going to fight me about it. You're going to be an mm-hmm. asshole. Let's go. It's like, no, no, no. I was like, put on your fucking mask and go in the fucking store. And I walked away and I don't know what happened, but you know, there were people like that early on but now you don't see any of that stuff people are very respectful um the people that don't wear masks there was a little tiny protest at our school with you know 10 or parents or whatever that we're not wearing a mask well then guess what your kid's not coming to school simple as that and that hey, they drew a line and that was it so it, it's pretty cut and dry here thank god hey bruce question for you do, do you have a sense with that much traffic going back and forth what the uh, what the covid situation is on the other side of the border oh it's horrible in Mexico yeah. right now, because the president is a socialist, you know, almost communist. He's trying to take over the country. So the U.S., the first donations of vaccines were given to Mexico and they were supposed to go to the border. He took those 
um, militarized them and gave them to whoever he wanted to give. So the U.S. said, we're not helping you anymore. And he's trying to get some plants, you know, some factories in there to produce the stuff. And it's the Sputnik and the AZ one that he's trying to get in there. But most everybody that I know that can come into the U.S., you know, a lot of my family members that can come into the U.S. or U.S. citizens that are coming over here are flying down here, getting vaccinated and going back. And that's really what's going on. But they're, the vaccination really? number there, yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad. So See, that, that's, that's shit you the don't real hear problem about with the all news. this. No. So, well, that's, that's, yeah, and that's people complain. And people complain that, oh, Mexicans are coming into the country and getting vaccinated. So first off, the U.S. has so many vaccines that they're having to donate because they're going yeah. bad, number one. Yeah. So let's help the world on that part. Number two, these are U.S. citizens. Just because they live in another country does not mean that they're coming across here illegally to do something they're not supposed to do. You know, yeah. so it's well, yeah. You know, that's that's it. It is. It's a global issue. I mean, it, our first move obviously should be to help out our red-haired stepchildren. You know, Canada and Mexico, get them squared away right. because most of the people that come across the borders are coming from there. But. I mean, I'm not worried about too many people from Bangladesh coming to the United States, but it's going to be there until we do. And that's exactly I think, I think the best part of that entire statement is Eric straight faced <laughs> standing in a current garbage fire telling me that it's it's better there. It is that. a dumpster fire in the U.S. and Canada. Right. This is the weird thing. <laughs> is Biden actually made the right decision and said, you know what, Canadians can't come across unless it's essential travel or you fly directly to that place with a negative COVID test and a negative COVID test back and forth. Canadians are going, listen, you're double vaccinated. Come on up. Let's go. Let's get the border going. Mm -hmm. Right. But we see a lot of like what's going on. We watch now when I watch CNN, I understand to, to watch it with a real grain of salt. And that this is going to be, you know, every little thing. A prime example was, I don't know if you guys remember, about three, four years ago, we had a, uh, a terrorist shooter in Ottawa. And uh, he had killed uh, one of our, we've got a thing in Ottawa where the un, unnamed soldier, it's a, you know, a monument. And we've got a couple of, you know, on duty uh, staff members who, you know, soldiers that stand there. And this guy comes in, he's, he's only got like a bolt action gun or something, kills this guy and, and runs off and runs into our parliament building. And if you guys Google it, actually the Sergeant at arms, who's like the figurehead of I protect Canada and whatnot, he did like a diehard barrel roll slide through a hallway and shot this guy dead. Incredible. Incredible. I'm serious. You can Google it. You can look it up. I'm not even exaggerating. Will you put right? the link in your show notes, please? I will. Yeah, do that. So, <laughs> so anyway, while I'm watching this on our CBC headline news, and that's like our version of CNN, uh -huh. CBC reports what we know what happened. So they're behind, right? And they're saying, we know that there is at least one shooter and he's running in this general area. And, you know, they're showing from helicopters, they're showing all the RCMP and the OPP and police just gathering in a circle. And you flip yeah, over you to know CNN, <laughs> yeah, you flip OPP is Ontario Provincial Police. So uh, uh, you switch over to CNN and CNN, it says multiple shooters, terrorists, Al-Qaeda's running wild in Ottawa and and then like five minutes later, they're like, wow, there might be one or two guys. We're not, uh, you know, it's like, oh, so when is, we see CNN, CBC, we understand, right? Is, C is CBC the Canadian Bacon Channel? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. It's All right, the Canadian, Matt. It's, it's the Canadian Boomer Channel because it looks like Boomer is frozen. There he goes. Oh, no. Man down. Man down. Oh, man down. Man We're going to have to pause. Oh. He's like, I'm done with this conversation. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't blame him. He's probably being shut down by uh, the CIA right now as they go, wait a minute. He's not wearing a mask. Well, one of the things <laughs> I, I, I think the whole uh, my whole feeling on the whole mask and no mask is. Just shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Just, it's so it's so simple. There it's is. Just, it's, it's not that hard. Welcome back, BB. You know, I, 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 when it first broke out and everything happened, I mean, as soon as they said we have a vaccine, I was very hesitant at very, at first. I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, I've seen the movie 40, uh, you know, after 48 hours or whatever it is. I, I've seen The Walking Dead. Uh, what's happening? So I did what I normally do when I have questions like that. I went to my doctor and I said, what's going on? What do I do? And he explained the facts to me, told me exactly what I what I uh, you know should know, and I made my decision from there. And my decision was to I'm getting fully vaccinated. He got fully vaccinated. He recommends it to me. I don't know that much about medical sciences and things of that nature, but like he explained to me, he said, you know, it took man millions of years to go to the moon, and now we can go every week. He said, why would it take millions of years for us to come up with a vaccine? The groundwork has been laid. Right. So enough of the vaccine. Let's move on yeah. to something. Let's move on to something Bruce likes to call rapid fire. It's our sound effects. We, we can. I had the machine, but I spilt something on it. So now it's. All right. This is for both of you guys. OK, we're just going to go back and forth. First things that come out of your head. Right. Here we go. Boomer first. Okay. Text or talk? Talk. Talk. Favorite day of the week? Sunday. Football. Childhood nickname? Cedric Priscilla. Boomer. Last, the last song you listened to? Last yeah. song listened Rapid. to. Rapid. Yeah. Tour. Rapid. Yeah. Okay. On repeat. All new Minglewood Blues. There it is. It, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Fill in the blank, Eric. Joe Barry is blank. On the hot seat. <laughs> What's your favorite joke? Can't even get these out. At this mm. point, Joe Barry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the that, one right there. Wow. Uh, uh knock knock. Who's there? Orange. Or two. Banana? Oh yeah, aren't you that's glad how, I that, that's yeah, banana that's, I, that's why I recite it back to my daughter. She gives that to me all the time. I, I yeah. I, I liked uh, uh my joke from uh last week, if anybody heard it about the no. piano player. Nobody heard the piano player? Goes to show you the uh, Eric and Eric aren't two of our seven. I didn't, okay. ma I didn't make it to the piano. You didn't make it to the piano. Okay. What annoys you the most about Packer fans? <laughs> that they're annoying and don't understand the game, most of them. Oh, it's, it's so emotional right now. Yeah, that's my rapid fire. Oh. Irresponsibly emotional. What TV sitcom character are you? 
Kramer. Mm. Uh, I mean, probably, you know, uh, John this Snow? is primetime podcast. Uh, you know, right I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That I, is gold. I just, I just, we're going to edit that one. You know, we just, John, John Snow doesn't qualify on a sitcom. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch sitcoms. I'm, okay. What's your favorite curse word and use it in a sentence? Fuck you. This is so fucking stupid, man. <laughs> All right. If you it's were not my a, idea. No. If you, if, if you were stuck in a bunker... During the Hundred Year War, what three albums would you listen to? No greatest hits, you can't cheat. Mm, mm. Modest Mouse, The Moon in Antarctica, Pearl Jam 10, probably Metallica, Master Without Puppets or Black. That's it, that's it, that's it. Master, don't say Black. Yeah, but but Black has hit hit me at a couple of emotional times where it's been like, oh, I remember that time. So, yeah, see, I'm talking about the times you don't remember. Grateful Dead, Dead Set. Um, goodness gracious, I had my three and now I've lost them. Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, and Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy. Ooh, yes. okay. Nice. What is your favorite Packer uniform? Style? Like, yes. I like the dots. You remember the dots? Yeah, just, I love that, the that, dots. That's what I got. I got the dot, the Woodson dots. The only jersey I own yeah. is Charles Woodson. And uh, I thought that throwback was as good as it gets. Man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I can't wait to see other than a model. But the throwbacks we're using this year look really cool to me. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see those. I've got an Aaron Jones of those right there. I had to get that. I had to, I had to, drop, some, I had to drop some coin on that. My wife's like, you spent $236 in the Packer Pro Shop? What the fuck? And then it showed up and she's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And I put her out her hat. Love your so, wife. Awesome. Yeah, she was good. She was good. I always do hey, this. I go, is something there? Oh, something came? That's weird. Who ordered this? <laughs> I must have ordered that a long time ago. It must have been a back Jeez. order. Oh, Christmas. oh, you know what? I canceled this order. Ha <laughs> <laughs> You were going to ask something? Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Good. Okay. Moving good. on. It's All not right. your show. What, it's my show. What about would you rather? <laughs> let's do a little. Let's do a little. Would you rather? What do you say, Matt? Would you rather? Oh my God! Are we really gonna do the would you rather? Yes, we're doing this. Here you go. All right. Okay. You guys okay. ready? Let's yep. do it. Would ready. you Would you rather have to go commando the rest of your life or wear a jock strap for the rest of your life? Oh, commando. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I get this one. This one sucks. Okay. Would you rather have your balls stuck in a vice or a hot poker searing your ass? Oh, balls in a vice. Yeah. Right? I just had a colonoscopy this week, and I really understand the importance of your uh, bowels and your anus. So it's a a real deal. Yeah, unfortunately, given those two, I'd probably, uh, considering the the daily duty that the other one has to perform, I'd have to stick with the vice. Do the testicles burst, though? Are we going to... uh, (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. We wouldn't do that. We'd get them to the the point. We would get them to the point of a total crush, but it would just be a nice squeeze (laughs) where you feel it in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. If you had... If you had... This is not my idea. (laughs) You have to pick one or the other. Would you 
want to have to shoot off a confetti cannon every time you walked into a room or would you want have to shut off the lights every time you left a room shut off the lights lights. i do that anyways yeah Yeah. that's a dad thing that's an easy one okay what would you rather wear into walmart a pink thong or a nippleless bra Mm, pink thong for sure I got long legs. I'm, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go, go with the bra them. because yeah, my my tits look great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little cone sticking out of the hole, buddy. <laughs> There's like three hairs on each one. <laughs> I'm, right. We're not very hairy up here in Canada, I'm telling you. Okay. Then, go ahead, Matt. What are we? What gonna, are we doing? I was, I was. Well, if you want, we can do those two. Uh, just we'll close off with the little dad things there. All right. All right. So what is your best dad story? That moment, you know, where you were like, I am a dad. This is the greatest thing I've ever accomplished. Mm. I'm, I'm or not accomplished. A, I'm sort of more of a stepdad than a real Still, dad. Still, it's the same thing. But no, you're but a, I'll no, tell you. The, no, you're the, a dad. The thing that really pull, pulled on my heartstrings was uh, I met the uh, I met the girls in March five years ago and in that short time between then and Father's Day they started Eric Day which is the Sunday after Father's Day and oh. I thought that, was, that was that was a uh, I had no idea and it was a surprise and it was exceptionally sweet um, you're gonna make although, me cry asshole well, yeah. although Aubrey if you're listening I still haven't got my fucking lemon bars <laughs> Love it. Hey, can I do one? Yeah. Just because I need, I know Matt needs to be built up a little bit, but so I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to ask the question and answer it for me. All right. Now, and it's sort of you know with with uh, with uh, leaving Afghanistan. Favorite military unit in the Afghan war? Canadian snipers. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we have got some of the some of the best. They show the competitions sometimes on television from the guys that are retired and it is like ridiculous and you think to yourself what are they shooting like a couple hundred yards away or something and they're shooting like a nickel right and you go what are they shooting a couple hundred yards away and then they show it and it's like a thousand yards yeah, well, they were <laughs> yeah. there there were a couple of canadians who had, had, had one mile confirmation shots yeah and that's uh mm. Ridiculous. Fuck? Ridiculous. Yeah. That's the one thing. My brother-in-law, five years, uh, he drove a tank in Afghanistan for the Canadian military. And uh, that's one thing that he really stressed is he said, you see, the U.S. military has so many guys that they can train one guy to drive a Jeep. And then the, the next guy, he does this. He's like, so if you want to stop a Jeep, an American Jeep, just just shoot the driver. Nobody else knows how to drive. He said, that's how the training goes, <laughs> right? He said in Canada, because we don't have that many people, he goes, every single person in your unit can do medic work, can do your job, can do anybody can take over immediately because they train and train and train and train and train. And again, though, Canada isn't one of those. We don't go out there looking for the fight. We we usually show up and hand out the uh, water and the blankets to people and, you know apologize that this is You're happening. Just nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when, right. when we needed them, they were there. Damn straight. Always will be, brother. Always will be. Always will be. It runs. Our American blood runs deep. Oh, brother. <laughs> just It is runs a podcast, deep. so he just showed a tat of his, and that was the most painful one you said, right? But yeah. he's got a tat oh, yeah. of an American flag underneath his arm. Pretty badass. Yeah. 
Yeah, all my 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 entire family, like like you guys know, my my grandfather was on the USS Yorkton, nearly sunk twice in the South Pacific. My other grandfather was a uh, he was a, a test pilot for the U.S. Uh, Air Force. My grandmother actually was a uh, reporter for the Minnesota Herald. She actually got to uh, ask Ringo Starr a question. The question was, "Do you play any other instrument other than the drums?" And he said, "Yes, the trumpet." That's our claim to fame. With the, with the Beatles. Very nice. <laughs> All right. And let's get into the. Oh, go ahead. Well, one more question. One yep, more question. Yep. So, just, oh yes. Uh, your best dad advice. If you had one bit of advice for dads out there, what would it be, guys? Ooh. Believe in yourself. <sighs> nice. So, if I were to give dad's advice, I'd give this a twofold here. Um, quick story. So, I, I, well, I, my son was a very athletic uh, kid and um, loved throwing football, soccer, everything else. So I became his soccer coach, and him and his friends had a group of them. And we built for five years, you know, uh, a two-time Ohio Champion League championship team. Because I was uh, Luca's dad, I was very conscious from day one to make sure, number one, that, well, number one, I was going to be harder on him than the other kids naturally mm -hmm. but he was going to have to earn everything and when he didn't start the games and he didn't have you know all-star positions because i had seen him in other sports who were taught by fathers who th who get into coaching because they think their kids the all-star and they ignore the other 70 percent of the team they have a couple of their buddies that they focus on and then it's just that they they designate them to role players parents and uh the kids alike really could see that my son wasn't getting favored and that uh, the encouragement and, you know, when you're playing with little minds, it's like all you're doing is trying to corral their enthusiasm and point them in the right direction. That's it. And, and positive reinforcement is the way to do it and not playing favorites. If everybody's accountable, everybody's moving forward. And that's why, you know, we had a, a big team and some other parents, you know, took their kids off. Uh, I was a pretty militaristic coach, you know, they were running, we were in shape. And, you know, the last two years we were champions and the other kids that peeled off, you know, never made it that far because, you know, we had a team that uh, really, they, they, there was no favoritism and that made everybody buy in because everybody had opportunities and uh, at different positions and everything else. So that's not really so much advice as it is just that's that no, dick and you know, who gives you, their kid you, everything. You, you touched on it there and you said, uh, you know, some parents, they peeled them off and it's something that I've been trying to learn too and that's don't let my ignorant opinions affect what my child wants to do. Don't let my fears and my limited expectations affect what my child believes they can do. Because so far they have blown everything out of the water that I could have possibly imagined that they could possibly do. And they haven't scratched the surface yet. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's, 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 that's kind of, you know, and what we were talking about before deal with today, today, deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. Don't, you know, try and live in the now. The Dalai Lama says it all the time. If you live in the past, you'll be anxiety. You'll have anxiety. If you live in the future, you'll be anxious. He says, there's peace in the present and just try and deal with today. Mm -hmm. Right. Hey, you guys, you guys have kids. I, I'll, I'll ask for a little bit of advice here. And this kind of, I made, uh, I made myself feel exactly like Bruce did when you had the, uh, the guy who wouldn't wear a mask and who was yelling at a clerk. I was sitting watching seventh grade girls volleyball 
on Tuesday. And there's a dad, a girl um, whose name I won't say. Her dad is sitting five, six rows behind me in the bench, ripping her a new one every time she makes a mistake. Out loud, the girls on the court can hear. Obviously, everyone in the stands can hear. And I just, I mean, this, I was just wanting to stand up, turn around, and knock that dude down. And tell him yeah. to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which yeah. one of the things I did when I was a coach, you know, what when I was a do? coach, I had, I had one parent who was constantly, I mean, I, I have a big voice when I was on the side of the soccer field and I'm yelling at my five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, kids to get their attention. My voice is the only one they hear. And I got other parents over there, but one in particular that made me go over to them after a game and say, parents, you all got to sit down. Like we got to have a conversation. I'm the only voice. I, I'm teaching them things, and when you're over here, you're louder than I am, and you're telling him to do the wrong things and what I'm telling him to do on the sideline. Do you understand? That affects everything right here. I said, if you want to be a coach, you want to come on the sideline, you can do that. Next year, he ended up being the assistant coach and was fantastic, doing the energy and getting the kids fired up on the sideline. But, you know, the parents are the worst part of youth sports. You guys <laughs> no got to get your head out of your ass. It, it's, it's the truth. It's, Just in it's, general, absolutely, parents – I used to teach high school kids, freshmen, you know, and I, and I was a diving coach. So I coached kids and, and, and taught kids. And the reason I quit that job had nothing to do with pay, which was horrible anyway, but um, at that time when I was teaching, but really it was the attitude of the parents when I'm trying to educate their kids. Cause a lot of times kids go to school and the parents, and I, and I taught at a, in an all boys Catholic school. So it wasn't just the knowledge education. They were expecting you to form a responsible, properly grown male adult, right? So they kind of tossed them in there. So you had that extra layer on there. And part of the problem is I'm trying to educate the kids that I, the way I was educated, my dad was a Marine. So I was educated very differently than they were. And when you try to hold them accountable for something, it was the parents that would come and yell at me all the time about why are you, why are you failing my kid? Because he's failing. Nobody's going to get a free pass in my class. He's going to, he can come after school. He can sit with me. I'll help him out with whatever he needs. But if he's yeah. just putting his head down when he walks into class, guess what? I'll see him this summer. And I had some parents come in and sit me down in the principal's office, right? Because they wanted to have a big meeting because the kid was going to fail class. And the wife says, you don't understand. And I'll say his name because nobody will ever know, but you don't understand. You don't understand, Jamie you're being a horrible teacher. You're not supporting me in any way. I was like, and you think that me by letting him pass and coast by through the rest of his life, because you guys have money and you can buy his way through life is going to help your kid or not help your kid. He's like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's what she said to me. And I literally looked at her with a straight face. I was like, your son's a horse. <laughs> and Needless to say, they weft extremely angry. And the principal's like, don't, I, I get where you're coming from. Don't do that again. But he's like, you're going to pass him. I was like, I'm not going to pass him. I'm not going to pass him. He can be here this summer. And he kind of looked at me and smiled and said, okay, I got your back. You know, you need to teach them accountability. And that kid was there every day in summer for the six weeks. And the parents were pissed and you could see their face. But guess what? He did the work. He was done. And I'm sure that gave him some sort of life lesson at some point, man. Uh, that, that's that's it, the way I look at good it. Good job, Bruce. Good job. It's 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 exactly like uh, my coach, Coach Lloyd, uh, after 30 plus years of coaching. And he said to me, he said, you know, Matt, I've never once had a kid go watch me go out there and fuck this up. And 
you, we've got kids that, you know, they show up to every single practice and they try as hard as they can. And maybe they're just not gifted. Maybe they just don't have the confidence. Maybe their dad didn't throw the ball enough. Maybe the moon is in line with Taurus and it is throwing off Saturn's rotation. I don't know what the scenario is, but they are out there and they want to succeed. They want to succeed in front of their parents. They want to succeed in front of their friends. And they want to succeed in front of their teammates, especially that because they've been putting in the work and, as a, as a coach, when we had those guys that lagged behind and it wasn't for lack of effort, it was just something in them just could not let them catch a ball. When we had those blowout games and stuff, we fed them an awful lot. We got them in there and we let them do whatever basically they wanted. You, We had a kid, we had a kid, he was, I'm not going to mention his name, but he, he practiced quarterback and he was... I mean, you didn't have to be a football expert. You took one good look, and this kid was not a quarterback. I mean, the, the, the ball would be shot-putted, and the way he'd stand under the center and stuff, it was just all wrong. And no matter what we did for about four months, we couldn't get this kid to sharpen up just a little bit. And finally, one game, we're up like 42-10. There's about four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I look over at it. I'm not going to say his name because it's a unique name, and – I know a buddy of mine that listens to this, he will just die laughing. So we send him out there. We send him out there. And he's, his chest is huge. And his dad <laughs> is just screaming at the top of his lungs. And their family's excited. And he gets underneath the center. And I swear to God, this happened. He gets underneath the center. And he looks underneath. He looks back. He looks underneath. He looks back. He looks underneath. He looks back. And the ball gets snapped. He's standing under the guard. Oh. <laughs> That's a coaching that that's a coaching mistake. Yeah. <laughs> we were at first at first because you know in the CFL we got guys are in motion and stuff and at first me and the offensive coordinator are kind of slowly like what is he doing right like what, what's going on he goes hot and the ball just goes boom and the center looks back like I thought you were in shotgun I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't know you were standing under the guard and the guard the whole time we asked him we said why didn't you say anything and he goes. He goes, it felt good. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like, I, he's like, I didn't feel him back there. I said, he wasn't touching. He's supposed to like tap your ass. Like I'm here. Right. He's supposed to give it. Oh, he didn't touch me at all. And so I asked him, I said, why didn't you at least touch the kid? Cause the kid would have gone, Hey, move over one. Right. He goes, I'm not touching his ass coach. That's <laughs> <laughs> at least his dad, they, they all oh kind of, laughed. his parents kind of were like, he's got these dreams. And I said, don't worry. I said, there'll be a game or two where either we're getting blown out or we'll blow somebody out and it will give him a shot. Hey, I got to just throw one, one little shout out in for, uh, for Eric's son who uh, just tried out and became one of the two quarterbacks on his team. His Ooh. name is Luca and his new Nick nickname is the Lucasaurus. Oh, oh yeah shout out yeah. luca good job buddy just mute all the bad words that we say but shout out <laughs> to you buddy luca brodsky yeah. luca yeah. brodsky they'll be sleeping with the fishes uh you know that's what makes uh throwing the football all worth it you know i mean that yeah. kid, he had no football last year to try out for in the middle school my my son is completely my my daughter is stupid athletic she she in in grade six seven eight nine and ten she can shot put twice as far as the boys 
when she serves volleyball, it thunders off the back of the uh, back of the gym. She can throw a perfect spiral. She can hit a baseball. No, she never had problem with it. Right. I'm trying to get my son. Come on. Come on, boy. You you know you're just like the old man. Let's let's get out there. And you're let's the try fruit something. of my loins. <laughs> you can do it, right? Keep the bloodline going. So I take my son, and he's like, you know what? I really want to try baseball. I said, hey, you know what? Baseball's a great sport. I said, you know, we can. We've got batting cages just down the road here. We can go to some batting cages. You want to try some batting cages? He goes, yeah, that's what I want to do, Dad. I'm like, I'm in. I am in a sport. We go to the batting cages. The fr- and this thing is like being lobbed in, right? Like from the machine. It is nice and slow and we'll move our way up. He hits the first one, puts the bat down and goes, this is too easy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted something that challenges me, he said. I'm like, can we go what? get some ice cream? Can we go get yeah. some ice cream? Yeah, <laughs> I just, want, I just want to hang out with you. It doesn't matter. I just and I spent, I spent like eight bucks for the hour. So there I am lobbing these. <laughs> They're coming in at like, 20 mile an hour. <laughs> Bam! I'm like, ooh! Bam! Ooh! I was gone! <laughs> you know, if you like the Packers Without Borders with uh, me, Matt, and of course my good buddy Bruce in El Paso, and uh, the stuff that we, the content that we do, and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff, do us a favor. Hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, you can go on to Anchor. There's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor, keep the show going. You can do iTunes. You can do Spotify. We're on every platform you can possibly imagine, but really iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. If you guys can go in there and subscribe, retweet, help us out. That would be fantastic. You can follow Matt at LarsonMatt2 on twitter and you can follow me at bruce edmonds on twitter as well we love you guys really appreciate the support peace go pack go I am Mick Stevenson from Granger, Indiana, giving a shout out to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. Let's get on with one of the main topics of the show here, the Green Bay Packers. It was nice to see the turnaround on Monday night. It was nice to see the offense start clicking a little bit. There was a couple of miscues, but it looked definitely better. It was not nice watching the defense. And the only thing that stopped Detroit was Detroit. What uh, what are you guys looking forward to on this Sunday against the the 49ers? Lead it off, Eric. Well, I'm uh, first of all, I'm looking forward to the new new uh, starting boundary corner and uh, a guy who has perhaps one of the greatest first names in all of uh, football, <laughs> particularly in podcast, Eric Stokes. Um, Stoked on Stokes. I, I, I think that uh, he established uh, he established his abilities. We saw a little bit in the preseason. We got to see a little bit in the first game, got to see a lot more of it. One thing I found out this morning, um, I was thinking, writing it off to a rookie mistake. Rookies are going to make mistakes. Rookie cornerbacks are going to make a lot of them. Uh, But the touchdown to Quintez Cephas, the wide open shot turns out wasn't his responsibility. It was Kevin. That's right. That's right. right. I called it. I called it immediately. If you were, if you were, 
uh, outside the twenties, it would have been his responsibility yeah. in the red zone that became Kings. And that's so, so even more uh, kind of stoked about, uh, about JJ, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, ad nauseum people have talked about the halftime conversation that Lafleur had with Joe Barry, uh, you know, either, either sit back in zone um, or bring some pressure and he brought some pressure and, and we, we stoned him in the, in the second half, a couple turnovers. I'd, I'd like to see some more of that. We talked an awful lot this summer uh, and last spring since the, uh, the Barry hire about a heavier defensive front. Uh, didn't see much of that. Saw way too much of Tyler Lancaster. 23% of the time, 23% of the time, the entire game. And I bet you most of that came in the second half. So, yeah. I'm, we, I'm, cannot, I, we can't stop the run with two D linemen. It just cannot no. be stopped. That's, that's just how it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great line call on third and 10. Yes. Not so much on, on third and two and third and three and third and four. So, or first and 10. <laughs> or yeah, any exactly. other time. Yeah. If yeah. it was up to me, we'd be running a four, three. If it was up to me, I want to see fat guys on the line. That's where the game is won and lost. If they can't look at the, the, the bucks game last year, we couldn't keep the pressure off of us. Aaron couldn't keep the pressure off of them. And, and, and we couldn't get it done. The game is won and lost on that line. And when we only put two guys with any beef on them on that line, their offensive line is laughing. To have a good 4-3, you need great, uh, you know, secondary play. And uh, I think that's been our biggest question mark so far. So, I, you know, again, we're heading into the third game. The first game, I don't know what we were all expecting. I mean, Eric and I were just ridiculous with our predictions. It was the first game of a team that had only practiced. They had not seen yeah. any preseason game. All those players. It's an inexcusable hole to, you know, try to, I don't know, talk and rationalize your way out of. Again, then on Monday night, we played Detroit. Now, yeah. everybody has been bagging on Jared Goff. The guy is still an NFL quarterback. He's still a number one pick who is still miles better than the 10th best quarterback in the league, right? There's just, or the, or, you know, the top 20. We let him look like a god darn all-star in the first half, and that was what was disappointing. Now, the great thing was the adjustments. Do we see some more blitz packages heading into San Francisco? Or are we going to start off again with let's play vanilla zone and let them pick us apart and make our adjustments? Or do we bring it to them and say, all right, now do this. I want a yeah. defense that brings it to them. You know, I want to see yeah. Oren Burks out That's there. What I, we want, all want. I want to see the preseason Oren Burks up the middle with, with more pressure applied with Rashard and Preston because we, we don't have anybody else out there making any pressure right now. And, and, Burks, I thought, had the best preseason rushing from the inside. You know, we don't have Kamal Martin coming in with reckless abandon. And I don't know what you guys thought about Devondre Campbell. What he looked what good. He looked good. He is a solid, solid addition to the team. He's not flashy. He's yeah. not that guy who's going to get us thirty sacks or or you know make a hundred plays in a game. But you know, he had he drew the short end of the stick covering the tight end. Yeah, I mean, and he had great coverage on that, Matt. Look at him, yeah, step for step oh, yeah. with him. Oh, yeah. You cannot no. knock that throw or that you know extended yeah. catch over the shoulder. There was absolutely nothing he could do. Now I was That's... joking on him and saying, "Hey, he looked like DeAndre Ramirez out there," but 
he makes a lot of tackles, and we need that security back there. You know, he knows he's his solid. job. He knows he's his solid. job, and he That's and he it. does it. He does it right. It's just when I, he came in, they they did not have great reviews on his ability to you know uh, cover the tight stop end the run and, and able cover to stop the, the run. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I've, I I just feel like I've seen the opposite. So, you know, uh, uh, the one thing that I had uh, mentioned in our last pod was, uh, you know, Barry was uh, assistant. Uh, defensive coach for the Rams for, you know, two, three years. If anybody knows how to pick apart Goff, yeah. it would be him. And we all know that if you bring Goff pressure and you crowd him on the line, he folds. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do that. We didn't do that until Lafleur had to point it out to him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my only issue. Now, I know Negler's got his little act scene. Oh, this is what happened. This is what we think. This is what I'm going to say about it. If you need to be told... There's an issue. And you remember with Petten, it was the same thing towards the end. Mm-hmm. Once that came, he, LeFleur had to go to him and tell him what to do. And then ultimately his job ended. At least this time it came at the beginning of the year, right? In the second game, he kind of let him do his thing. In the first game, second one, he, he put him in his place. And that's the expectation he has. And hopefully moving forward, that happens, right? So mm-hmm. along with that, so what are you guys most concerned about with this year's team? The defense. You know, um, Eric and I talked at halftime. So at that point, we'd seen six quarters of football, 55 points given up. And yeah. I wrote I wrote down in my first half notes three times, BBP, which stands for bring back Petten. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how frustrated I, I was with the type of defense that Joe Barry was was calling. And it, it took the head coach at halftime to switch it up. And lo and behold, uh, you know, it's a, it's a shutout in the second half. Now, granted, we, we scored points, and it's a whole lot better to play with a lead uh, than it is playing from behind, certainly. Uh, I had a bit. The, my but, biggest problem was has been the defensive edge pressure and the sustainability, the sustainability of that throughout a game, especially without Z. But the second biggest thing I see, just because Eric touched on defense there, is where is the motion in our offense? Where do we have any misdirection happening? Where is that, you know, illusion of that complexity? magic? Where was that magic from well, was only play, play calling? Yeah, exactly. it was only uh, it was only seven quarters before we finally saw uh, Randall Cobb do something. I was starting to think to myself, did we just get this guy to come and, and help Aaron make his lunch? Like what's going on? Yeah. Right. It, it, Cobb looks like he can still play. And you when can... he had that little scramble drill, Cobb immediately with Rogers knew ah, I'm going this way because Roger Aaron will be looking over here. And now bam, we got that first. Yeah, yeah we got that first down. Right. So as soon as you see that, you're like, here we go. This is the security blanket we needed. Yeah. My my you know, you said uh, bring back Petten. I think I had uh, tweeted out at the very beginning. Uh, after the first quarter, I said, I never thought I'd be praying for a Dom Capers defense. <laughs> here, here I am. <laughs> here I am. Well, right? you know, it just, we finished ninth overall last year. Yeah. You, you expected it. We expected improvement. And it, it's so far, it's you know, the same it's two games, two games into a new system. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're still a little bit early. It's, it's we'll the same right. defense though. It's the same defense. It's first and 10 and all our DBs are nine yards back. And you look at Detroit and Detroit doesn't have DBs like we have DBs. Right. And Detroit doesn't have Devontae Adams and MBS lined up there. And Detroit is in their face, standing one yard off. And I am going to man up on you all day. And you know what? They they did pretty good. I mean, Devontae Adams, that catch was ridiculous. Never should have happened. I think the probability was like 1.9% or something ridiculous. And then Tunyon, I mean, Tunyon didn't catch that ball. That ball caught Tunyon. Right. I mean, that was ridiculous. Another Aaron Rodgers magical but 
you know, and I know Bruce says it all the time about Aaron Jones. I, we need to feed this kid like he's never been fed and keep him going. Special we do dude, not man. need Special Aaron Rodgers pulling magic trick and magic trick and magic trick to save us. You know, and I'm not biased, and I'm not biased at all because he's from El Paso. But he genuinely, when you hear everybody <laughs> talk about him, not just what he does on the plays, and and I listened to, I was listening to, I can't remember what pod I was listening to, to be honest with you, but they mentioned. Um, the fact that the problem why Dylan did not get more than those four carries was because he missed some assignments. He was doing horrible and pass blocking. So they just decided to sit his ass down because he wasn't following what he's supposed to do. And Aaron alluded to it um, where he said, you know, when you look at 33's tape, it's not just what you see him do. It's everything you see him do on film when he's not touching the ball that makes him special. So that's, that's why they're going to ride him and they're going to ride the hot hand. I don't see, anything in the future that is going to give me any type of pause that that Dylan's going to be taking any more touches away from Jones at this point until maybe he grows up a little bit whatever it is that's going on with Dylan in the office I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Aaron Jones for the next couple of weeks and you know they'll start wearing on on Dylan a little bit more to keep Jones fresh but Matt you said this last time and it rings true it's it's win now you know, the Packers have this mentality of, oh, we're going to kind of save these guys for the playoffs. Hold on. We need a win in order to make it into the playoffs. So there, there'll be – it's not going to be the Jamal Williams slash Aaron Jones 55-45 split, but still I think we're, we're going to see some Dylan, but he needs to figure some stuff out as based, based on what I heard other people say on, on different pods that actually looked at game film. I'm like me, you know, so. You know, just playing off of that a little bit too, is I wonder, I wonder uh, if we're going to see a little bit more uh, Kylan Hill. And then yeah. I just want to circle back to something I forgot to say on our last podcast, but Eric earlier mentioned Oren Burks and, and Oren Burks had a huge hit on Kylan Hill, which enabled him to get that 41 yard return. You know, they, they, they collided and then Hill bounces off and makes 41 yards, makes lemonade with lemons. Um, uh, that kid, that kid and and Dylan, you, you know, I, I I still expect big things from him. I I, I can't yeah. imagine. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine once we turn into late October and November and start playing in cold outdoor games, the uh, the ability that uh, that safeties and cornerbacks are going to have trying to bring that guy down is he yeah. is a beast. Tundra thighs running into you constantly is going to wear on the defense, especially Tractor Squatus Rex. And, and let's Tractor yeah. Squatus Rex. Did you see? I put that tweet out there, and I said, "How much can can Dylan squat?" And Dylan responded to my tweet, and uh, uh, he he said the weight, and I said, "Holy crap, that's more than what one of my tractors weighs." So now I, I've got <laughs> Tractor Squatus Rex. <laughs> You, you know, and something else, something else too, that, you know, and, and, and I say you got to give a few weeks. We're only a couple weeks into Joe Barry, but we're also a couple weeks into having essentially two rookies and a first year guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got running mm-hmm. starting moving forward. We'll see. Um, Crazy. We'll have to see when Buck gets back, right? That's, that's, and that's, you know, that's Dylan country up the middle there. It's going to take those guys a, a little bit of time and experience um, but boy, you sure like what you're seeing so far. Well, you know, Newman is fantastic. That kid goes looking for work and that's what you want out of an O lineman. They get that zone kind of 
uh, uh, protection scheme and, you know, and he slides off to one side and you, you see him in one play, he kind of touches the guy uh, that Myers is uh, blocking, puts one hand on the guy and realizes Myers has got this guy, turns to his right and just smokes that D lineman. And you're like, that's, that's what you want. The Packers, for some reason, we can draft O-linemen. We get these kids that just, they loved it. I mean, that kid looked like Chad, Chad Clifton out there. That's who he reminded me of, was Clifton out there. Just mean and nasty, big, and just could not be bowled over. Yeah. You know? And the fear we had with Lindsey leaving, right? I mean, that was one of the biggest question marks. And this kid steps in, and after two weeks, you've got Lindsey ranked as the 26th ranked offensive center in football out of 42 that have played. But, you know, uh, he's 26. And Myers, fourth. Ranked yeah. fourth right now. So, he so he's the fourth best center. <laughs> I, I saw he was fifth after the first week. Yep. You know, yeah. Fourth. That's awesome. There was, a, there was a couple of plays in that game where you could see them jump offside. And, and, and you could see Aaron kind of making the move like, hey, you're supposed to snap it. So I'm sure that'll come, right? Lindsay yeah. knew the moment somebody steps, just snap it. Just snap it. Just yeah. go, go, go. And that'll that'll come. We got the we got them a few times with too many men on the field, yeah. and you know we. That's the we important thing to get few. right now. Yeah, is get that twelve man because. Yeah, that's that's always nice. That's, that's always nice. So 49ers this week. What are you guys expecting? Packers win. Packers lose. Tight game. What are we thinking? It feels like this is going to be one of those games where they finally kind of. I'm I'm hoping. Uh, should I put this in quotes? Have some, marks. Yes. have some have some motion this game you know I, I don't know if they're saving something for san francisco uh i mean kyle shanahan and and that whole offense is so freaking dynamic they don't I have mean, any running backs though man that that and that's, that's a that's running back graveyard you don't it's a running issue. back graveyard you don't need a running back against our defense i'm sure yeah. if yeah. we were on san francisco all four of us would run for 100 yards against this packer defense this is yeah yeah that's a that's not an issue. I think uh, Shanahan is a master, and mm. I I'm expecting a, a large large number coming out of their offense. But they're look Trey Sermon's out with a concussion. Elijah Mitchell, back. yeah, he might be back, but yep. I mean he's in concussion protocols. Those things aren't linear. And then you've got Elijah Mitchell with a shoulder injury, sure. so he's probably going to play that. He, he'll probably be the lead IR. back in there. Most yeah. on IR. Jeff Wilson is out. He'll be back in a couple weeks. So really, who they just you know. Oh, man, somebody. I can't. Uh, they did just sign somebody, and I wish I would have prepared properly and yeah. been able to tell you who that was. Um, but it's going to be Elijah Mitchell is who they said is going to be the starting running back. But again, and he's a rookie, and we'll see what happens. We we need to see a little bit more of what we saw in the second half, right, as opposed to the first half of what we did and and keep the ball away from them more than anything, which is what we were fantastic at last year is that time of possession. And just, you know, two words. Can we see Heflin? I mean, can we just see Heflin in a game? <laughs> yeah, you know, Not Heflin. Lancaster. I just want to play off of what he's saying there, too. You know, you see Lancaster, who doesn't play in the preseason. Why a guy like him, who's getting ready to spend time on our D-line, doesn't need work, is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Heflin does nothing but play and produce. And you're not going to find Heflin. He may miss plays. He's, yeah. he's young as well. But you're not going to find him seven yards down on his ass. Yeah. No, no right. No, not like Lancaster, who got thrown into the stands into the upper deck and that goes again what i've been screaming at is we can't have kenny clark as the toughest 
D lineman out there. We have to, and I don't understand why we're not seeing Kenny in the middle playing nose because he's a nose. And then we've got Slayton on the one side. We can put him on the on the wide side or the strong side. And then Lancaster or Heflin on the other side. Why are we not putting these three beasts up front that demand that Clark gets double teamed and Slayton gets double teamed and then we get a one-on-one with Heflin and suddenly our edges aren't being doubled. They've only got to go up against one, right? When we think back to when BJ Raji, well, we, we had Pickett. And if you doubled BJ, Pickett was getting through. So you, you had to double both. Suddenly we could play two D linemen because both D linemen demanded the double team and that in turn opened it up for guys like Fackrell opened it up for guys like Matthews opened it up for Zadarius Gary you know when they're blocking with six and we're sending three or four their old line doesn't have to work very hard and our D line has to work twice as hard but if they've got blocking with six in their quarterback so that's seven they're only putting four out there why are we not sending six why are we not sending five why are we not at least running a well, stunt there was no mo- or a switch? You talk about motion a- on the offense. Exactly. You talked about no mo- motion on the offense. There was no motion on the defense. And that was a lot of what I had seen in the preseason that I was expecting. It's Jacques Patrick from the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad is a running back. Yep. He's an ex XFLer um, that's coming in. So we'll see. But yep. whatever. I mean, uh, what else? I mean, what else are you guys kind of looking for in this game that you guys are really going to be honing in on other than the defense, obviously, right? Well, I want to just touch touch on, on Matt's lineup. I love Matt's lineup on, on first and second down uh, on, on or second and longs and thirds. My, my my whole thing this this year was this is going to be the chance where Kenny Clark can play three technique and wreck backfields. I'd Thank love you. to see I, I'd love to see Slayton playing the nose Clark at the three technique and Kiki at the other when you're actually not trying to stop the run. You're trying to get after the quarterback. More yeah. of, I love, I love Heflin on for Heflin and Slayton on first and second down. I would absolutely love that. Um, I, I don't uh, obviously um, we're not the sharpest tools in the drawer and we're not at practice and, and nor are we familiar with really what goes on in, in a DC's mind. But it, some of the stuff just seems kind of obvious. You know, Patton would, Patton would leave a, a, a five-yard gap between linemen on third and two. You know, we're, we're not seeing that at least. So I'm yeah. a little bit happier. But, but, but we, are seeing, we are seeing a second goal where they're, you know, eight yards out and all of our DBs are standing in the end zone. Well, can we not cover for 10 yards? Is this something we didn't work on over OTAs and camp? Did, did nobody ever learn to cover someone for 10 yards? DB should be at least able to cover somebody for that four to five seconds, right? Anything more than that is kind of one of those, listen, you did your job. The D-line couldn't get there. What are you going to do, right? And we've seen Aaron Rodgers make a complete living on holding on. Wait, 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 wait. Now it's been six, seven, eight seconds and everybody's open. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that's going to happen in this game is you're going to see the continuation of Aaron Rodgers just honing what he's been uh, doing. Uh, Him him admitting that he missed MVS on three throws that should have been touchdowns was such a great thing to hear from a quarterback that I was – I was looking at the TV going, come on, dude, please don't give us that body language last year, McCarthy, right now out there on offense where we're kind of like you missed him and I, I, I upset at him. I'm, you know, you're looking at that play. 
did MVS, you know, cut it in too early or was he not, you know? Anyway, I just think he's going to continue to, I mean, light this league up. I just, uh, we have the best quarterback in the NFL. And if our, if the talent that we have at wide receiver, you know, can give us more than what they've given us the last couple of weeks. I mean, we haven't seen anything from Lazard. You know, we haven't yeah. seen anything from MVS. No Amari Rodgers. Yeah, nothing from Amari Rodgers. No motion. But but maybe this is that game where, you know, like. What were we saving for this game? Yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's know, exactly Detroit, what I was thinking is how much did we not want to show because of the 49ers? Detroit, D- Detroit was playing cover two. They were playing right up on the line. And they were, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it with uh, Peyton and Eli, but I mean, it, it, that's fantastic to have you know, two uh, multiple Super Bowl winners and a Pro Bowl or a, a Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, Eli, essentially, it might be a Hall of Famer as well. But uh, they kind of break down what's happening. Uh, they were playing cover two and they were daring Aaron to be patient. And they were daring the Green Bay Packers to do nothing but run the ball. And Aaron put on a clinic. I'll show you exactly how patient I can be. Now, of course, after the first touchdown, we typical Lafleur, we go out five wide, three yeah. and out. There you go. I mean, that's, he's got to, he's got to get that out of his head. He's just got to stop that. Keep going with what works. And when they ran cover two, I mean, why run a motion? They're not going to fall for it. Why this? Why, you know, we're running cover two. They're, they're hoping Aaron chucks it deep. That's what they're hoping for. And a couple of times Aaron forced those ones in there, man. And Aaron doing Aaron things. Yeah. Hey, what, one, one last Aaron Rodgers, San Francisco comment. And that is, Never bet off, never bet against a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going back to San Francisco, who didn't take him number one when they had the chance. They took Alex Smith, and he's going home. This is this is you know Chico's right there. This is where this is where uh, where his peeps are, and, and I, I expect, uh, as Eric said, I expect a big night from Aaron Rodgers, and I am looking for uh, I'm looking for a Packer win on the road in San Francisco. Predictions get this score. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. 27, 24. I'm going to go 31, 24. That's where I've got, I've got 31, 24 as well. I think we hit 30 points again. Wow. I guess I'm the only one that uh, smoked some today. I'm going uh, 42, 38. Wow. I think this one comes right down to whoever has the ball last. Mm-hmm. I'm praying my Packers pull off a win. I am praying for it, but I'm going to tell you, whoever has the ball last is going to win this game, I think. I think this is going to be a shootout like the Old West, and it's going to be just Devontae's going to have monster numbers, MBS will have monster numbers, and Garofalo will have monster numbers as well. So that's what I was just going to bring up. Is Trey Lan- Are we going to see Trey Lance at some point in a couple more packages of uh, some kind of plays there, you know? Absolutely. You know, especially a guy when we've struggled and going back to the Niners with Kaepernick Mm -hmm. and all of these mobile quarterbacks, you know, we're going to play Kyler Murray down the road here and that dude's electric with those types Mm -hmm. of things. They're definitely going to have some packages with the running quarterback to see if we can stop. them. Yeah, definitely. Who are we going to who are we going to put on a running quarterback? Who are we going to put like normally when I would game plan as a defensive coordinator, if they had a really good scrambling quarterback? quarterback i would take my fastest 
linebacker or fastest safety or and I would put him right in the middle linebacker spot and I would tell him you you just mirror the quarterback all day you don't listen to any of the other plays nothing it's you and him and we're going to just try and limit the damage you know uh, Adrian Amos is the surest tackler on the team so I would line him mm -hmm. up <laughs> that would be my guy two two things uh as far as the last play of the game uh, Aaron Rodgers will take the snap from the center and gently lower his knee to the field no. <laughs> <laughs> done oh. and the other way the other thing we didn't get a really chance and eric and i haven't talked that much but uh i actually am expecting um uh big things contributions uh this year from vernon scott and i think once once scott is healthy to go i think we're going to see a lot more uh savage uh play in that star role playing closer to the line of scrimmage and he's a guy that that you could put on Lance as well. Amos, I got no, no knocks on Amos. Love him as well. Um, but I, ju I just think we're going to, I think we're going to, uh, I think once we're healthier, our, our secondary alignments are going to shift a little bit and it's going to be interesting to see. At least I hope they do. Hopefully that's the plan. All right. I've got a Spanish lesson for you guys. Here we go. Love it. Down All to right. the end of the show. We're scraping out the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> so first off, I want you guys to try pronouncing our punter's last name. Just give it a one one time whirl. Bojorques. Bojorques. Matt. Bojorques. Yeah. Okay. Bojorques. Yeah. Yeah. No, those yeah. are all. I get I get my Spanish lessons right from the You're horse's right. mouth. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. All right. Let me let me throw one back at you. Crema, crema hormonal para aumentar su busto. Jesus Christ. Hormonal cream <laughs> to increase your breast size? Yes. That a boy, he's magic. <laughs> you know what? The fact that you know that, you actually got Bonjour that out. <laughs> that was fantastic. So Spanish, what you, just so you know, you're not going to stop my first language. Like idiots. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I just had to get it in there somehow. I love it. Get it. Here you go. So here's the saying. Creerse la última coca del desierto. You got to say it. Ready? Creerse. Ready? Creerse. No, no, Creerse. no. Creerse. La última. La última. Coca-Cola. 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 Del desierto. Del desierto. It's thinking that you are the last Coke in the desert. So thinking you're all hot shit. You're the greatest thing in the world. You're the last Coke in the desert. <laughs> That's wonderful. I thought, I thought that was a shot at me because I gave it was Coca-Cola. That's exactly why Sunday Coca-Cola <laughs> Sunday was the last I am. I don't know if you guys, I, I smoked for 15 years uh -huh. and uh, this, this is way harder than quitting smoking. Yeah. This has been uh, three days without uh, any Coca-Cola at all. I did not think it had that grip on me. And wow. I mean, as I'm sitting here right now, I've got uh, muscle tense, soreness. Mm -hmm. I am angst and I am craving a Coca-Cola and it is ridiculous. I, is, it, is it just Coca-Cola or caffeinated beverages? No, you know, uh, I, I'm just quitting Coca-Cola for a little while. Um, Dr. Peppers, it, he's pounding like a motherfucker. Yeah. Those are okay. Those are much, fine. Much no. stronger. And you know why Dr. Pepper comes in cans and bottles? Why? why? His wife died. But that's just, you know, you don't. Know, uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> and, and you're way stronger with Dr. Pepper. I think that's, that's in oh. the 40s. 
Four days per twelve uh, on serving milligrams it's, of caffeine. Uh, it's it's uh, caffeine. it's it's uh, uh, I drink my coffee. I don't. Uh, I haven't had any pop or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be lots of best. water. Lots of water. So Matt, what I had done, you know, along with my colonoscopy, was uh, I've had a lifetime of heartburn, so I had an endoscopy as well, and uh, found out just how trashed my esophagus was, and. One of the biggest things, like I can't drink beer because it comes up so fast. And uh, the soda, having that out of my life, not only did I lose weight that was, you know, just from soda. Yeah. Like, just the liquid. Because I was a Sprite I was a sprite guy. Yeah. You know? And especially in the summer when it was hot and you're out oh, you're yeah. outside, it was like, give me an ice cold, ooh, slam it. Well, that shit adds up. But, uh, man, my – Kicking soda has completely changed uh, body, you know, inflammation, trigger foods, all that well, stuff. I'm, I'm trying to go from a B cup down to an A. That's good. And, That's good. and uh, I'm also trying to, uh, apparently, there's a little bit more of a girth around the midsection here. And no matter how many sit-ups I do, it doesn't want to go away. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my personal trainer has only told me like a thousand times, quit the pop, quit at the pop. And I thought, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about, clearly. And um, <laughs> and uh, now I'm, I'm starting to believe it. And uh, it has been quite the experience. I'm going to go uh, 14 days. I don't want to quit it 100 percent because, you know, there's times you, you have a, a, a barbecue mm -hmm. and, and a Coke is amazing. Pizza and a Coke right? That sort of thing. I, I want to be able to go back to that. I'm having it occasionally. What had happened was, is one day I had uh, come up, we, we always take uh, the recycling out to the garage, to the garage, uh, to the bins, and it kind of sits on the counter for a little while until there's a little bit of a pile. And I came up, there was eight cans of Coke there one day. And I said, Jesus, who is drinking all of this Coke? Yeah, it was me that one day. <laughs> and that's when I went, whoa, I have to stop. Like my heart was just still at like 60 beats a minute after eight Cokes. There's an issue. <laughs> There's so an here's, issue. here's a little recommendation for you guys that you guys can start taking as a supplement and it's just a vitamin, but do lipoic acid. Look it up. Lipoic acid. You can take one of those a day. It's for, is it, uh, is it like yellow microdot? No, oh. no, 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 no. It's not like yellow microdot, but lipoic acid's really good. They, they actually give it to uh, diabetics to help them with inflammation and sugar and those types of things. But it's very, very good to, for inflammation of the body and those things. Lipoic acid is really good. So try it. You'll feel yeah. a lot better after about seven days. Good yeah. tip. Health tip from Bruce. Good tip. Yeah. Excellent. Mr. The guy Guys, who thinks he's a doctor that's not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, no. but, I, but I play one in the bedroom. So I have a, uh, I, I want to, uh, I want to thank you guys between two Eric's the Acme army podcast for coming out. Eric, uh, why don't you, uh, uh, why don't you boomer? Why don't you uh, tell us where we can follow you, where we can uh, listen to your pod. Uh, all of my, uh, all of my following <laughs> uh, is directed at, at my partner. Um, it, it became too burdensome for me to do my own. And so he screens everything. He has not put out one tweet on the at belted what? 20 Twitter handle. I don't I think I did. I think I, I did. <laughs> I helped you set it up, uh, but this is what we're into. We're uh, but we're at Acme underscore Army on Twitter. Uh, man, you guys are awesome friends. You guys are awesome podcasters. But uh, I, I appreciate the hell out of you guys always uh, 
retweeting, liking, posting. Like it's uh, it's that kind of community that we uh, we're always uh, gonna just be forever appreciative and. Um, it's and not just, fake too, Eric. Yeah, it's not just, fake. I mean, yeah. you genuinely do have good content. We don't just retweet anything. You guys are genuinely badass. Love yeah, your content too, that. man. I'm, I'm, I'm contractually cool. obligated. So. <laughs> but I, I just, I just feel part like, of my know, cell phone plan. I, I, we're, I we're at that to. point. <laughs> we're, we, we feel honored to like have met people like you guys that we can jump on a zoom and sh talk shit for, you know, two hours with absolutely no problems and enjoy it. And already looking forward to the next one, you know, so damn straight, uh, but you know, we're out there everywhere. We're Acme army Packers podcast is out there. Spotify, iTunes, Google podcast. Do we all wear a pocket cast, Derek? You don't want to go for that joke again, but uh, it's been great. <laughs> it's been great. And uh, can't wait to, uh, you know, see what this one comes out on so we can repost the hell and put this all over our social media too, guys. You guys are fantastic. Yeah, we got just, nothing but love for you guys, man. We got nothing but love for you guys and uh, a lot of respect to you guys. Uh, put on a great show. Uh, we listen to it an awful lot. And uh, we do steal a little bit from you, a little bit from we do. him, a little True bit stories. from, you know, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It's, it's, it's the greatest thing about it, man. We're all going to go. Yeah. We're all going to, let, let's just keep pushing, man. Yeah. Let's keep pushing. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and borrowing from others, it's like, you know, we were Dolly Parton and you guys came back with Whitney Houston. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just, kicked, just kicked our ass. So. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about oh, that. I don't know about that. that. You should have used the Celine Dion reference. Yeah. That's yeah. that was Canadian. Canadian, no. Canadian no. right? Yeah. Well, no, but she's not, though. Remember, she's French Canadian. They're not real Canadians. No, and she's also dead. Right. Are you saying our podcast is dead? Is that what you just said? <laughs> no. Uh, I will always love listen, you. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I can. I know it's not dead. I, I know it's not dead because I can name. And count the number of listeners on one hand. <laughs> Orson, Orson, you guys are out there. Hey, man. Thank you so much, Bruce. Thanks Matt. for coming on. It Love you guys. As always. You guys See take you guys. care. This has been Packers Without Borders. Remember to be good to each other. Life is about God, family, and the Green Bay Packers. Until next time, que Dios los bendiga. Nos vemos. It's over. That's it? What? Oh, what a gym.